come on this journey with me. Each week when you join me, we are going to chase down our goals, overcome adversity, and set you up for a better tomorrow. Fasten your seatbelts. I'm ready for my close-up. Hi, and welcome back. I'm so glad you're back here this week. Okay, so first of all, I've been speaking at a lot of conferences lately for sales organizations, and I ran sales organizations for 25 years in corporate America. Definitely am an expert in sales and sales leadership. That's what I feel like my strong suit is because it's what I did for the majority of my career. Had a lot of success in it. But like anything, you start off as a beginner, right? I started off as uh, my first sales job, quote unquote, was working for the Gallo Winery right out of college. And when I look back now, I realize that's actually not true. My first sales job was when I was nine or 10 and when I had a paper route, then when I was bussing tables at a diner, and then when I worked in a fast food restaurant, and then when I became a waitress and a bartender, right? Sales is everywhere. In every exchange, you're either selling someone or they're selling you. Everything. Literally, whether your kids are selling you on making them dinner or you're selling them on you think it's a better idea that we all go out to dinner or whatever it may be, right? In any exchange, when you go to a hotel room, this just happened to me on a work trip this week. And actually, I had two different work trips this week. In one situation, the hotel's AC went out and they didn't want to do anything about it, right? So I had to sell them that the idea was I needed an upgrade and I needed my first night stay comped. I was able to sell them on that, right? So, but if you don't ask, you're not going to get. And if you don't know how to ask and how to respond, you're less likely to get what you want. That's sales. It's just sales 101. So the more you do it, the better you get at it. And the more intentional and aware you are that everyone's in sales, the better you can be at it, right? You need to just understand it's an exchange. It's not personal. And you got to get clear on what you want. Put yourself in the other person's shoes and see how you can help them make it their idea, right? But come from a place of gratitude. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for being willing to upgrade my hotel room for me and comping my first night. That means the world to me. And I'm I'm going to send a note to whoever I can to show that I really appreciate you, whatever it may be. So, you know, maybe you haven't been getting the raise you want at work. Maybe you have been afraid to ask the girl out or, you know, walk up to this person that you want to do business with. All of it is sales. So today you're going to get a little bit of some of the tips and tricks that I shared in my masterclass. I hosted a two-day masterclass I don't, a month or two ago. I don't even remember anymore. There's been a lot going on, right? But anyhow, so I... I brought a few new offerings to the world this year. One, my first one was my mastermind, which was high ticket, definitely out of many people's price point. And I heard that from a lot of people. Hey, I'd love to do this mastermind with you, Heather, but it's expensive. Well, as I let people know, you know, I'm taking what I've learned over the last 30 years and boiling it down into the best tips and tricks to get ahead in the speaking business, own your confidence, and explode your personal brand. There's major value there. I would have paid 10 times what I was asking for for when I got fired had I known somebody that was doing it, but I didn't know anybody that was offering it at the time. So that's why that price point's so high. Then I decided, okay, people wanted a lower price point. I offered my two-day Confidence Sales and Branding Masterclass, which is not as much, it's nowhere near as much involved as the one-year program that I'm running with my mastermind, but this was another offering, right? Another opportunity, lower price point, less information, less time, 
but still, you know, gaining some really good insight. Of course, and I'm repackaging a lot of this stuff here for you now for free. Thank you to my sponsors so that you can get a taste of, all right, what are some of the things that I can learn? What are some of the hacks that I can use uh, to help propel you forward? So I hope it, it adds a lot of value to you. But I promise you this, the sales portion of my masterclass, I mean, all three parts are really important. I did, it, it was the trifactor of confidence, branding yourself and sales. But this is really a life skill that everyone should have. They should teach it in school, frankly. I just, oh my gosh, confidence, sales, branding, this stuff is so important, right? It's really, it's going to help elevate you, help you get what you want, help you step into your power, live your biggest, boldest life. Jump in. Let me know what you think. I hope it's helpful to you. If you like the show, if you like the episode, please share it and leave a review. Reviews help so much. And when you share my show, it helps so much. I'll always repost, retag you when you tag me and share. And that also helps me to understand what you like or don't like. So when you're reposting and tagging me, I know, okay, oh, they love this episode. I got a lot of great feedback on the Alex Hermosi episode. If you haven't heard it yet, go listen to it. It dropped last week. But uh, again, we got into a lot around sales driving revenue, how to push yourself ahead and overcome adversity. So really great lessons on on that episode. And thank you for reposting for everybody who did. Okay, so we're about to get into the most important skill set in business, sales, 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 and sales. I love it. Can you tell I love it? I want you to love it too. You can love it. You don't have to have my personality to love sales. I mean, you can share the testimonials of your clients with other, you can ask your clients to give you referrals. You can upsell your existing clients. There's so many ways to sell, but come from a place of curiosity, make it fun, challenge yourself to do it, even if you feel uncomfortable and just go bigger. Okay, but I am, I did hear from people that the $2,000 price point for my masterclass was still too expensive for a lot of people. So I do believe that information is readily available, but you should get it from whoever it is that you want. And that's why I started off with the high ticket mastermind. Then I dropped down to a smaller um, opportunity, which was the masterclass. Well, now, because I still got more feedback that, you know, some people couldn't afford it and I don't want anyone to be boxed out because of money. I am doing my first ever 90 minute confidence live workshop. By the way, when I do these for companies and organizations, I get paid like, ser- I mean, big, big, big money, right? It's it's incredible. I'm, I love it. Not only do I love doing it, but it, it's great to um, be able to work with an organization. So you're serving thousands of people live for them on a stage. You get paid a lot of money for that, right? But I'm doing this for you for a very, the, the lowest price point I've ever done. It's actually the 90-minute live workshop is on August 1st. If you haven't gotten your ticket yet, please get it. You're going to love it. And this is going to be the lowest price point offering that I have to do anything live with me. It's $197. But right now, today, just for this week, I've discounted the price down to $77. So that's just for this week. Please click the link in the show notes so that you can go to my page, get your seat, and the Zoom link will, Zoom link to the event, live event, 90-minute event will be sent out to you days before August 1st, and I will see you there live, and I can't wait. So again, when you let me know that something doesn't fit your needs or doesn't work for you and give me feedback, I'm able to adjust and try to do things in a different way. So I hope this serves you. I hope that it adds value. Again, today you're getting some insights into my teachings anyway that, you know, people are paying $2,000 a ticket to, to go to, but 
I heard you. I know that that was out of range for so many of you. So now I've got my 90-minute August 1st live confidence workshop. It's ready for you. It's going to be incredible. Our reviews from my masterclass were 10 out of 10 from every single person that was there. You know, it just, it, it was great. So I love helping people. I love sharing the information that I've learned across my career, across my life. I know it can impact and help you because I've read the reviews of my books, the podcast, my speeches, and any of my my masterclasses and, and mastermind and teaching. So I want to help you. If you want the help, if you need the help, if you need a confidence boost, if you're looking for a kick in the pants, if you want to go bigger, don't know how to, click the link in the show notes below and sign up for my 90-minute August 1st confidence workshop. It's live. It's with me, your girl. I got you. And you're going to walk away more confident than ever. And I will see you there. And like I said, for the next couple of days, it's discounted to $77 for a seat. Go get it now. Don't sleep on this. You are worth more. All right, let me know what you think. If you like this episode, share it, tag me, and I will repost and tag you as always. Until then, keep creating your confidence. And here comes some sales hacks for you right now. Okay, so this is an example of pitching in a different way. And I know that we've got a number of people who, you know, writing books, coaching, being a guest on a podcast is a way to develop authority, be seen as a leader and expand yourself beyond your bubble, your industry bubble, your circle bubble. Like that was one of my biggest failures when I was in media is I only lived in that bubble right? Like my little circle. The goal is to blow up that bubble and access the world, right? Like beyond just this one little network you live in. Remember, there's billions of people out there and we could be helping so many more, but we don't know how to reach them. Podcast is such a great way to be able to borrow the trust from that host to their audience and then drive that audience somewhere. They're going to see you as an authority. They're going to see you as a leader and it elevates the way, you know, you're perceived beyond your industry, which it's very it's time well spent because you get the opportunity to be asked questions, to teach, to share right with others. It, it's incredibly powerful. So, um one of the challenges is that um pitching. How do you pitch yourself, right? To be a podcast guest. Um, you know that when you get on, like Christy, you could be on teaching people about how to write the best copy, right? Like anyone here could be a guest on a podcast. You all have value that you can add. What you need to do is figure out how to frame it up to add value for that audience and how to sell that host on why you're their next great guest. Okay. So to actually get on a show, you need to have done your homework on the show. Like why is that audience important to you? How can you monetize that audience? Like, how are you going to convert that audience into paying customers in some way or regard? And, you know, who are the guests that have been on those shows that have done well before? And you can see all the stuff. There's um, a website called Chartable. You can actually go into Apple iTunes. And if the, the shows that are that are do the best are going to rank higher, you're going to see it. So you're going to know those are larger audiences. That's better use of your time, stronger ROI. But if you're just starting out going on podcasts, you're probably going to want to start on some smaller shows first so you can test and try material to see, you know, what works before you start going on bigger shows as well. All right. So you want to do your homework. You want to research their other episodes so that you're up to speed on the host, that you understand what's going on the show. You want to listen to the shows. Like, it's shocking to me how many people pitch me for my show and I can tell they've never even listened to an episode of mine. Leave a review. Boom. This is called adding value. 
right? So when you're selling someone anything, right now we're trying to sell a podcast host to have us on their show. We want to show them how we're adding value. This is the most basic way. It takes two minutes. And I will tell you, anytime somebody sends me an email, I get hundreds of emails a week of people pitching me to come on my show. And 99% of them go right into the trash. I don't even read them. They're so bad. But anytime someone says in the subject line, just left you five-star review, I open every single one of those emails up. Because you know why? I'm grateful. That I, I am so grateful. Every review counts. Like that's meaningful to me. Like you're talking my language. Like you took a moment of your day to support me. Thank you. Right. So just know sometimes it's basic little things you can do to stand out from the crowd. Um, those reviews are huge. Then take a screenshot of the review so that you're showing what you actually wrote. And you need to identify like how can you further add value to them and to their audience? And there's so many different ways, right? Um, okay, I, I'm giving you some examples. And th- these aren't to say that these are bad people. These are bad pitches. And that's what I wanted. wanted to, these might be great people and they might be great guests. They're never going to get on my show because their pitch sucks, right? And, and I get so many that I, I don't have time to be like reading them all. Do you see how this is just, like so text heavy? I, I literally won't read this email. It says leadership expert for your podcast. If that isn't the most generic thing I've ever heard in my life, like I don't have time to read that. And then I glanced at it and I saw all this writing. No, it went right into the trash. I don't even know what it says, guys. But I want you to know this is how somebody is going to see it, right? It's generic. It's not thoughtful. It's all about them. It's nothing about my audience. It's nothing about adding value. And they're out. Okay, bye. This is better, but it's not great. First, I like that it's not as much text, right? Like just visually, like it's a little bit better. And there's some credibility on the bottom. Do you see they listed the shows this guy has been on? So it gave me a little bit of credibility for reference, which I do like. It's a, it's much more brief than the last one. But then they sent me a video that I'm supposed to click on. What? Like, I first of all, I don't even know if that's a bad link. Like, I don't, what is that? I'm never going to know that went right to the trash. Okay, bye. All right, here are the best pitches. And I, of course, I couldn't find one when I was putting this deck together for you. Um, and and there, because you know what? They're actually rare. I, I was going to say there's a few of them, but there aren't. Okay, so the subject line is always, this is how I would lead. Um, just left you a five-star review. Or like, say it's a huge show that I want to go on. I, I curate and come up with a, a specific strategy. Like, and I'm going to, I'll get into like Gary Vee. Like I, I get really psychotic about a big pitch like that, right? Because you have to treat those things a little bit differently. Because if I'm getting hundreds a week, if their show's bigger than mine, they're getting thousands a week. Like, so you have to sep- further separate yourself to break through the clutter. Okay. Include screenshot, talk about the episode you love. And again, like, I'm not saying write a love letter. I'm saying like a bullet point, like, hey, that episode with blah, blah, blah was fire. Loved it. Like, just let people know. I, I actually listen to your show. Um, mentioned that you haven't seen blank topic discussed on the show yet. Okay. One of the things podcast hosts are struggling with is they want to keep their listeners happy. They want to keep their listeners coming back. They want their listeners getting value. It's all about the listeners, right? So you want to be thinking, how could I add value to this show in a way that they haven't been doing week in and week out? Like, how can I be different and unique and add value? Again, it's just sales. Like, how can I solve a problem for this host so that the audience loves this episode? And that's on you to figure out, like, what your unique skills that how could, like, what is the topic that you could speak about? You know, I, I am making it up because I'm I'm looking at Christy, but, you know, maybe she sees that 
on a certain show, they've never talked about copy and how copy is really, you know, sales and sales is really storytelling. And maybe like, you know, she can bring this concept forward and give some specific examples that listeners can then implement in their life. Like the podcast host is like, great, you're adding value to my show. Great. So you want to figure out like, how are you adding value? Why does it make sense for their audience? Give some type of credibility so they know you're not a crazy person. And make things easy. Like, don't put links in there that people have to go listen to. Who has time for any of that? That's insane. Um, Share how you add value and solve a problem, right? So another thing that I would do is if I'm going on a show or I'm pitching myself to go on a show, I'll say, I'm happy to include my free 30-day email accountability program for any of your listeners to add more value. I'm happy to promote your show to my email list of blah, blah, blah people. Talk about how you're helping them. Hey, I'm a part of a Facebook group that has 3,000 people in it and um, about authors in Boston. I'll drop the episode when we go live. I'll drop that link right for those 3,000 people. Like, Think about different creative ways. How can I add value? How can I get this person more exposure? How can I get this episode in front of more people? That's what podcast hosts care about. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. I want you to know that finding ways to be more efficient, cut costs, and get rid of errors and mistakes can completely transform your business, boost your performance at the same time. This is why you need NetSuite now. Now, through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Monahan. netsuite.com slash Monahan. NetSuite.com slash Monahan. When I started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling my group coaching on the regular, and it is just so easy, all because I use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
and sell more with less effort. Thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. I didn't know what I was going to do when I got fired. Launching my own business seemed so intimidating. I didn't know how to set up a website, and I really didn't need to. Shopify does it all for you, and they make it so easy. It was that breakthrough moment for me that I realized I can do this. I can go to work for myself. Thanks to Shopify. What I love about Shopify is you don't need to have all this technology information ready to, you don't need to know how to plan and run things. You just need to go to the platform, turn it on and know what you're selling. And Shopify is going to help you figure out the rest. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries, including your girl right here. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Monahan, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Monahan now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Monahan. No matter what stage you're at, they're going to make it easy. Convert the audience, talk about or teach the things that you want to sell. Again, this is when you're a guest on the show. Ensure that your links are in the show notes. That's a really important piece. You want to drive people somewhere. What are you giving away? How are you converting them into your email list? Because then you want to develop a one-on-one relationship to sell them something. Have a call to action. Like I was saying, you know, I oftentimes do this. Oh, my free accountability program, my free this. Like something that people could be like, oh, I'll click on that and and give it a shot. But something that's going to bring them back into your world. Um, ask the show to give something away on your behalf on their social media. That was the biggest success I had was on, when I went on Lady Gang, I asked them if they would give away something. I, we were gave, we did a book giveaway on their social media. That was huge for me. You don't know if you don't ask. They were happy to do it. They're like, oh my God, our audience will love that. Yeah, let's do it. Their social media is 10 times what mine was, right? So you just need to ask. Think about how can you add value and then ask for what you want. Ask if the episode can be sent to their email list, like anything to expand reach so that you can reach more people. And then obviously ask how you can support them. Like, what can I do to help support this? What can I do for you? People want you to um, help them as well. Speaking is such a great way to develop authority for yourself, to expand your reach and audience, to grow your business, to grow your community, to take other people's stages and borrow their trust so that you attract and pull more business to you. This is, it's very similar to creating content on social media, right? It's just a different form of it. And this is another legacy piece for, you know, um, Sean and I talked a lot about this around legacy with a TEDx talk, right? Like that's something that's going to live forever that you want to be proud of that is going to, you know, span generations. It's very similar to like leaving a book when you're gone, right? So I just, I love that there's so many different ways that you can show up and still have these same effects and impacts on your business, on your bottom line while helping so many people. Um, So I think that speaking is 
So important, um, not only, you know, to increase your audience, to increase your, your revenue, but to think about the people that you can actually truly impact in, in a really big way. And there's a lot of different ways to drive revenue from it. You can sell from stage, you can access others, audiences from their events, as I said, and convert those people into um, potential paying clients. You can use the recordings of you speaking as social media for you to further, you know, save yourself time, be more effective and efficient and show and showcase some of the things that you're great at. So it's, it, there's just so much you can do with when you actually are speaking and you can even take those recordings when you're speaking virtually. I've done a lot of that. Like I've done a ton. I still do a ton. Some Verizon doesn't even hire me to do in-person events anymore. Everything is done virtual. They don't do in-person anymore. So a lot of these companies, really big companies are, have just walked from in-person events. So, you know, even leveraging those virtual talks and, um, and using that as social media content is super helpful. And again, it allows you to be seen as a figure of authority on whatever topic it is that you're speaking about, which elevates you, which means you can charge higher prices, et cetera. Okay. So one of the things that I think is really valuable for everyone to understand is when you Say someone reaches out to you and they're like, oh, um, you know, Christy, I am doing a virtual conference. I'm not going to pay you. Um, I've got five different speakers that are coming. I want you to speak about copywriting, um, you know. Okay, great. Let's jump on a call, right? The most important thing is when you get that that um, interest in you to get on a, a pre-call with somebody. And this is the same for paid clients too, right? It, it really is no different, but you need to qualify. You need to set expectations. Really, you need to sell. You want them to empty their glass and, and give you all the information that you need, but then you also want to sell. What are the things that you're asking for? Are you asking to sell from the stage? Are you asking to have your offer emailed out to the audience and community app? Like what, what is it that, you know, how are you going to convert this into a meaningful opportunity for you? Because you're giving your time your energy, your effort, and your expertise, and you're boiling it down into a 30 or 20 minute talk, which is really valuable, right? And oftentimes when you do these virtual ones, they'll ask you in turn to promote to your audience too. So you've got to figure out what, you know, what works for you and is meaningful for you. But the first thing you want to do when you get on these calls, you need to figure out who that audience is, right? Because you need to be able to serve them and you want to set the expectations correctly with whoever's hosting this event to make sure you can add value to them. There are certain audiences that you're not gonna necessarily align with or add value to. Um, you wanna find out what, what is the audience's pain point? What are they struggling with? Once you understand that, you're gonna understand how you can position your talk you know, or what you're gonna be teaching your talk that's gonna add value uh, to, to the audience. When starting out a new business, it's a complete pain to get through the LLC part. Taylor Brands makes it 90% easier. It's easy and affordable to get your LLC with Taylor Brands. Taylor Brands offers all the legal requirements for LLCs, such as registered agent, annual compliance, EIN, operating agreement, business license and permits, and much more. Taylor Brands walks you through each step of building a successful business and has everything you need all in one place. Bookkeeping, invoicing, business licenses and permits, business documents, bank accounts, and so much more. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using this link, taylorbrands.com slash confidence. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash confidence. So get started today with Taylor Brands. 
cbdistillery.com is giving you an exclusive offer and it's huge right now. You can get up to 30% off everything. If you've struggled with sleep, stress, or pain after physical activity, cbdistillery.com has a targeted plant-powered solution just for you. I love hearing how many of you have seen improvement in your daily life, thanks to CBD. So if better sleep, more calm, and relief from discomfort after physical activity sounds good to you, you should explore CBD. Don't miss this massive sale and get up to 30% off your order. Visit cbdistillery.com and enter VIP. That's cbdistillery.com and enter VIP at cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What speakers have done well and why? That's a question I always ask. And then I go and I research those speakers because I can learn a lot. But I had a pre-call the other day on Friday and yeah, he said to me, oh, so-and-so was some guy I'd never heard of him. While I'm on the call, I'm on the internet looking this guy up. And I'm like, tell me more about that guy. Because I, when I saw him, I'm like, why did this guy do well? Well, when I said, tell me more, they started saying, oh, he actually had this handout that was on all the seats. And then it was on a screen. And once I knew that, I'm like, oh, these people are visual, they're visual learners. Like it starts cluing you into like what they like. So I had the clue right then. Oh, I need to do one of my workbook experiences for them. Like I, I immediately, I knew like you have to connect the dots on like what they like, what's worked well for them in the past, what their audience likes and what, what do you have that could potentially align? And, and sometimes you have to create things, which is fine too, if, if it's worthwhile for you. Um, which speakers have not done well and why? That's an awesome question to ask. Here's why. I'll use Verizon as an example. I speak for Verizon all the time. However, Verizon has 100 different groups within Verizon. So just because I've spoken for Verizon 100 times doesn't mean I've spoken for the women's initiative group or that, I, you know, there's all these different groups, which is different subsets, different people, different jobs, different areas in the country. You need to learn these different audiences. So the last call I did for them, we were on the pre-call for a group I had never done at Verizon. And I said, guys, which speakers have not done well for you and why? And they said, oh, gosh, the ones that aren't engaging. And I'm like, I'm the most engaging speaker in the world. What do you mean? But just because I think that everybody there knows me doesn't mean that they know me. Right. So I said, all right, tell me more about that. Like, what, what was that like? And so they started saying, oh, we had this person that was monotone, that just stood on camera, that didn't ask any questions. It was horrible. People were dropping off like flies. I'm like, great. How many questions would you like me to ask? Let's set up polls. Let's 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 plant a couple people in the audience so people start saying things. Let's reward the behavior we want. And I'm going to give away some digital books and some audio books. That get, like, let's brainstorm. How does that feel for you? Like, do you, does that work for you? So you want to like throw different ideas out to people to really fine tune and understand what it is they want to achieve. And then like whatever that big goal is, you, I write that down at the top of my page. I write that down the day of my event. Like I, that's top of mind for me that I'm going to deliver on that. 
Um, what do you want the audience saying or feeling when they leave? And what is your ultimate goal that day? These are important questions because some event managers will say, I want everybody leaving there with three specific tasks that they are going to go implement that afternoon. Well, that's a lot different than someone saying, I just want everybody to feel good, be excited to be, and know that they're appreciated and loved by the company. Like there's very different goals and there's a whole spectrum in between. You need to figure out with them what specifically are theirs for that event. Oh my gosh, virtual events demand so much more energy of you, which is crazy. This is for me personally and, and you know, people could handle this differently. You have to show up with so much more energy like I think it's 50% more energy on a Zoom than you would if you were actually live. So I get myself so hyped up because everything appears more dull and static because you're just looking at a screen. So for you to really like bring your energy forth, you need to be next level, which can be a little exhausting. Always stand, never sit when you're giving a virtual talk. Like you, you cannot because your energy immediately lessens. Engage the audience. This is like the number one best piece of feedback I get from my talks. I'm always going like this. Give it to me in the chat below. I want to hear from you right now. Is anybody out there grateful? Blah, blah, blah. Like you could ask anything, right? Or has anybody else ever had to deal with a villain at work? Give it to me in the chat below. You always want people on the chats responding to the polls, to the comments, as long as the event planner agrees that they want that. Most people do want that. Um, and then you want to like very specifically ask them very targeted questions. My friend, Tim Story is one of the best speakers I've ever seen in my life. What he does, and I'm told, I already told him I'm stealing this and, and doing because it's so good. He'll be like, give me a round of applause right now. If anyone is ready for a miracle and people start going crazy. And I'm like, why don't I do that? That's so smart. Like I never thought to do that. Right. So there's different ways to engage people, but the, the whole key is to get them to engage. 99% of people will end up looking at their phone and paying no attention to anything you're saying if you are not engaging them. And there's so many different ways to do it. Okay. Um, ask for feedback, polls, plant questions ahead of time. I always plant people. And if, and if I don't know somebody at the company or can't get to someone at the company, I plant the person that's hiring me. I'm like, listen, you're my plant. So when I ask a question, you got to be the first one responding because oftentimes people don't want to be the first to respond. But once they see somebody else lead, they'll, they'll jump in. in. Incorporate a live Q&A session. People love live Q&As. You just have to be prepared that anything can come in. Certain companies will um, curate and control the Q&A so that you're only fed the questions they want you to take, which is great. Oh, this is a great app that you guys should definitely put on your computer, on your phone. It's called Virtual Teleprompter Pro. I don't think it costs anything, but what I use that for is like, if I have to, someone hires me to do a commercial and it, it has to be scripted, right? Like you have to nail the words. It's um, an overlay that goes over your zoom and the words just pop up for you. That's a great, like, if you're super nervous about doing something, you could use that to get yourself started, but I would not encourage you to do that and like read from a teleprompter on the right. It, it just looks like very canned. But it, it is a, a good, like, you need a little help to get through a, a difficult situation. A whiteboard, um, I'm actually, I'm doing a, a deal with uh, Staples right now. And I have this huge whiteboard in my house. And now I'm going to start my virtual talks. I used to just do it me on the screen. But now I'm going to use my whiteboard because 
it's still engaging. Like you're writing things out. It's like in real time and people are watching it happen and you can actually give them a visual too. Any way to like keep the the audience engaged and like a part of your program is, is super important. Okay, when you're doing in-person events, totally different than virtual, literally like nothing the same. You know, movement is so important, like, you know, covering a whole stage, asking the audience for a response. Like that example I gave with Tim's story, he does that all the time, does it so well. Asking the audience questions, like you're not necessarily going to be saying like, what part of the country are you from? But, you know, yes or no questions or like, can I get a hand if, you know, if this resonates with you? plant people in the audience ahead of time always. Oftentimes what I'm seeing now at in-person events is there it's actually a hybrid event. So this is something to be aware of that there's going to be a camera in back. They're going to show you where the camera is. That's going to be streamed to thousands of people. And then you have the audience that's in front of you. Those are the most challenging events, period, because they're going to have different goals for that camera versus for that audience. And so you just have to manage the expectations on the front end and be like, listen, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm servicing this audience in front of me and I will talk to the camera, you know, a few times, but I also want to be fair that, you know, they know, they know that's a little bit more challenging. Watch other speakers. Anytime you can go to a venue ahead of time, Don and I talked about this for his TEDx talk, like get to the TEDx location two weeks ahead of time, take video and footage there that day, like immerse yourself in your mind in visualizing something ahead of time. I used to do this with big meetings when I was in media. Like I would want to go to, if we were doing a big pitch for a huge client, I want to go to that conference room a day before time. Like I want to see myself in there. I want to know what I'm walking into. And I'm the same way with that. If I'm speaking at an event, if I'm speaking at an event in a city I've never been to, I'm Googling everything ahead of time to look at the images. Because the more I can immerse myself in that situation before I actually get there, when I actually land, I'm like, oh yeah, I know this. I know I do look like like I feel more comfortable. So set yourself up for success by putting yourself in the most confident position possible, which is actually putting yourself in the venue or event ahead of time. And then what I'll also do is I try to go see speakers. Like oftentimes there's like, you know, it's like a three-day event and I fly in the day before. I want to go attend the event because I want to see there's also something, number one, I can see how the audience is interacting, what's working, what's not working. I see it's really dark or I should wear a different color than I planned on. Like you just inform yourself with all this knowledge. But then what's fun is like you can also bring up cool things that one speaker said and like bring that up in your speech. Just like everybody heard about yesterday when Sam was discussing, like people love when you do that. It's like, oh my gosh, this person actually cares. Like they're, you know, they're involved and they care. So I always watch the other speakers and stay after and watch speakers. You never know what context. One of, one of the great things um, around referrals with speakers is most companies aren't like Verizon. Like Verizon keeps hiring, keeps hiring the same people over and over again. Most companies will like hire somebody and the next year they're going to hire someone else. And then maybe two years later, they bring you back. But typically they're not bringing the same speaker in every quarter. So I have like three or four different speakers that we all speak around different topics and we refer each other. So like after I give a speech, you know, wherever there, my friend Jess will send me a message and be like, hey, I just did a, a realtor conference. Um, it was like 5,000 people. I'm going to send you the ladies info. You should pitch yourself for next year. And I'll be like, oh, great. Well, this week I did this. Here's, here's the ladies contact info. You can reach out. So developing networks of people that are out there speaking that aren't competitive with you. There's so many of them. And just saying, hey, we can better service and help our clients in this regard and add value. Like, 
why not? And it's collaborative. They're giving you a lead, you give them a lead. Okay, this is super interesting. And this is something that it's so crazy. It's, the, it's called the power of three. It's something that I've been doing my whole entire life. I did it in both of my books and I didn't do it intentionally. Um, it's so interesting. So, and this is all back to neuroscience, but ultimately this rule of three, which um, is it's easier for people to process. It's um, There's something about our brains that it's, it says it's a renowned writing principle that suggests that when things come in threes, they are inherently funnier, more satisfying, or more effective than other numbers of things. Think of a famous phrase or a slogan, and chances are it's structured in a three. My books, when I go back, are structured in a three. Like there's so many things. This presentation, by the way, the trifecta, three. That was not done intentionally. It's so funny, but like the human brain processes things. We receive things in a better, more positive light if it's structured in three. So the Bible, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A stoplight, red, yellow, green, the moon, the sun, the stars, the trifecta, this presentation, confidence, personal brand, and sales. Three goals is a hat trick, three primary colors. So this is something that you'll see, and now you'll start paying attention to it. You're going to see it everywhere. It's just another powerful way for you to leverage a strategy that's going to help you appear funnier, more successful, um, more thoughtful. This is something that I did for a long time in speaking. I highly recommend it for anyone, especially if you're more on the beginning of your journey in speaking. Tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them. Tell them what you said. The power of three. So when I was first starting out in media and I started speaking, this is a long time ago, that's how I structured every single talk. And for me, it was, I like that idea of like, it's the easy button. I know the structure. I'm going to tell them what I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them and I'm telling what I said. So it just... For me, that was like a repeatable process. I didn't realize it at the time, but that made great sense because I was leveraging the knowledge of the power of three to make me look funnier, to make you know the the, the whole process and speech um, more successful for the audience. So it, this is a great tool to use if you're just, especially if you're just starting out. It's going to help you be more successful in your speaking. Teach three learnings specifically. If you're speaking for an hour teach on three things, three key points, because the brain can process that, retain that information, and, and you'll get better feedback. The hero's journey is like a great example of this. So the hero's journey is, and a lot of people do this in speaking, It's and really the hero of any speech is the audience, right? Sometimes uh, a speaker will confuse it and they make the hero's journey about them. You can be telling your personal story, but if you tell it through the lens of how the real hero here is the audience, not you, but the hero's journey is in three different parts, right? It's where they currently are that they're unhappy in, um, the challenge, obstacles, and journey they must go through. This is the middle point, the transition point, and the end being that future outcome, which is like the big dream realizing that everybody's on a journey that's there. They are the hero of the story. And whatever story you're leveraging to teach your principles, you know, keeping them in three parts and thinking about that journey for that audience is another really helpful tool. journey with me. 
Hi, I'm here to tell you about a new podcast that I am so excited about, Negotiate Your Best Life, hosted by Rebecca Zung, a part of the Yap Media Network. As a globally renowned narcissist negotiation expert and an attorney recognized by U.S. News as a best lawyer in America, Rebecca shares her invaluable insights and strategies for navigating life's toughest negotiations. By drawing from her own experiences and the wisdom of her high-profile guests, such as Bob Proctor, Mark Victor Hansen, John Gordon, and Rebecca delivers empowering advice that will inspire you to reclaim control of your life. Negotiate Your Best Life is all about how to negotiate your way to greatness. She provides practical guidance on how to break free from toxic relationships, stand up against injustice, and transform chaos into freedom, possibility, and purpose. Many times, the first negotiation you do is with your own in the morning. In the morning is when you wake up, and that's when Negotiate Your Best Life is time for you. It's about to find your way to greatness, conquering obstacles, and creating the life you truly deserve. Get ready to slay thrive and unlock your full potential. Don't believe me? I'm going to go ahead and share some of the reviews that are out there so you can hear and you can believe too. You have helped me so much these last few weeks. I was with a narcissist for two years. She drove me to the point I wanted to take my own life. Listening to you has made a massive difference and now I know what I'm with. Thank you, Rebecca. Now the recovery. Thank you for gifting the knowledge to believe in myself again. You have unknowingly helped me legally represent myself through criminal, federal, and civil court proceedings with a narcissist. There would be so many people around the world that you're helping without even knowing like me. You saved my life. Emma, 35 years old, Australia. If you are ready to stand up against injustice and transform the chaos in your life into freedom, possibility, and purpose, then check out Negotiate Your Best Life now. Subscribe to Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.